What is up? What is up? Welcome back to the Todd Hartley Show. And in this episode, well, we're going to continue on with the reason I started this show. I've had a lifetime of having to find people that I want to emulate, people that are doing remarkable things. But what I really do is I unpack what their blueprint for success is, how they're getting to the next level, and then I start to understand it because what I want to do is understand their blueprint for accelerated growth, and I want to lift that blueprint up and lay it down in my life to see Can I borrow their strategy for doing this or that? And you'll be surprised when you listen to these people who are consistently ahead in their industry that there is a lot that you can borrow in a template that you can start deploying in your life. So in this conversation, you're going to hear from my dear friend, Dr. Beth Dupree, one of the top cancer experts in El Mundo. And Dr. Dupree... Yes, she's an exceptional doctor and she cares deeply for her patients. But what you should also know is she never stops reinventing herself. She could be the top of her industry and instead of like going on vacation and having a few Mai Tais or drinking some wine because I know I've been on those vacations, she's consistently thinking about where she goes next, what she has to do in how she's going to evolve in order to continue to be way ahead, a juggernaut in her field. And in this conversation, you're going to hear about how she went from being one of the best cancer experts to now exploring how she could provide better care to her patients. You see, a lot of patients like my stepmom or my wife or my dad who just went through cancer, When they're done with cancer, they experience PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which also means that a a really caring physician, do you know what they're going to do? They're not just going to care for the cancer that they got out of the body. They're also going to start working on that patient's mind because that patient deserves to go on and live a cancer-free PTSD-free life where they can go out and live their best version of their self. So listen to this exceptional interview and look for the blueprints where you can lift up what Dr. Dupree is doing very well and start deploying her lessons in your life. But first, a moment from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by the WireBuzz team. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because I've spent the past decade growing Wirebuzz into a digital marketing powerhouse designed to maximize clarity in complex sales processes so we can help accelerate revenue. And we do this in three phases. Phase one, we transform your website to function like your best salesperson and then also incorporate persuasive on-demand sales videos. Now your entire team is aligned on messaging and they're injecting massive clarity into your prospect's head. So your site looks great, but it also has engaging content that helps your team sell on demand 24-7. The next phase, phase two, we train your sales and marketing teams to sell remotely or in person to expand the impact of your sales team. And the third phase is we develop and run targeted ads to your prospects. Scale those ads to help you achieve more business results. 
Sign up for the WireBuzz Company newsletter to learn more about effective and simple ways to improve your company messaging, attract more digital attention, and ultimately make more sales. You know, Dr. Dupree, one of the things that I've always felt makes you unique as a professional is you've got this like desire to keep reaching for the next level in yourself. Like you're not, you'll never be accused of being outdated or stale. What is it inside of you that like always makes you fearless in the face of these like new challenges, new opportunities? Are you just a hungry learner? I think I've just recognized that over the course of time, a lot of opportunities show up in front of me and I may not understand exactly how it fits into my life at the time, but I believe that there is a divine order and that when something is presented to me, I have to look at it and say, you know, does this honor my highest and best? And can I do something, you know, with, with the technologies and the stuff that I'm doing now? Um, I always thought that cutting cancer out and, and being a breast cancer surgeon was kind of like my highest purpose. But I'm realizing now that the things that I'm being introduced to and the opportunities that I have to take technologies to a really, really amazing level is mental health for everyone, for so many people, you know, helping to begin to alleviate um, potentially some of the opioid crisis. Um, and then through psychedelics, which if, you know, if you had asked me in 2019 how to spell psilocybin, I didn't even know how to spell it, you know, because I was, I, I thought LSD was evil and, and I really believed that I didn't, like, it was something that was completely out of my wheelhouse. So if I wasn't willing to actually take a step back and look at things critically and say, you know, why is this being presented to me? Like, what, what's God have in store for me? Like, what is this divine purpose for me being introduced to something? And now I know that Everything that I'm doing, it's kind of all come together um, full circle. And I believe that my greatest impact in healthcare hasn't even happened yet. Not awesome. So there's like a, there is a level of optimism and renewed purpose that you cultivate inside of yourself. Like there's a renewed purpose. A lot of people at this point in their career at the top of their game, and I've seen you speak at your industry's largest conference. And I sat in the back of the room and it was, it was standing room only basically in there. And, and yet you're willing to go into a different area in order to rediscover yourself so you can impact others. There's fear there, right? Like everybody else, they'd experience fear. Did you? So I don't see it as fear. I mean, fear is fear paralyzes knowledge and powers. And what I do is I, I take these new opportunities, become as knowledgeable as I can, find out if everything that is in front of me is legitimate. Like I read all the science, I read all the papers, I do everything. And every single thing that I'm doing right now, the science is there to back this. And this is, this is like, I look at my next phase of my life as going into quantum healing, where I have spent the first 35 years of my career, basically book learning medicine, learning surgery in the operating room from the people that trained me, um, learning everything there was about the nuances of surgery, chemo, radiation for breast cancer. But at the end of the day, it wasn't enough to check all those boxes that our patients need. So I believe that that next level of this higher calling for me is, you know, getting out of my own way, thinking that I'm doing the very best I can possibly do 
in an operating room and taking the talents and the things that I've done from there, my street credibility, my reputation, my, my everything, and take it to this next level, which is where these next three or three to five years of my life are going to lead me. And I'm excited about it because I get to change people's lives in a different way. Yeah. Okay. There's so much there. Um, so what do you want to know about? What's the I want to talk about your reputation. Uh-oh. Okay. I want to, about, I want to talk about your reputation because in all candor, a, a somebody with an MD after their name that wants to go and learn about holistic medicine a decade ago or whenever it was and, and um, integrative an integrative approach at that point made you possibly in the eyes of your peers to be a bit woo woo ish, but yet you did it fearlessly and it made you a better physician. And now you're in the next version of that with the LSD trainings that you're going through to help patients. Were you worried when you approached this new phase that it was going to tarnish the 35 years of gold standard credibility your reputation had built? Absolutely not, because obviously not. <laughs> when when I when I first spoke at the American Society of Breast Surgeons about integrative medicine, and that this is at least 15, 16 years ago, it was in LA. Um, and I remember I it was right when I was doing a um I was part of a course we were teaching billing and coding for breast surgeons. And Charlie Cox came up to me after the conference. He's like, wow, you're a great speaker. You know, like, do you want to do these cruises with me or whatever? And I, I had no idea what I, what I said yes to. But, you know, the next day I got on stage <laughs> and it was the first time I presented on the big stage at the ASBS. And I talked about integrative medicine and breast cancer care. And I remember someone saying, wow, you're really going out on a limb to do that. And I said, you know what? It's a really strong, yeah. it's a really strong branch because if you take the time to read the science behind integrative medicine with diet, exercise, you know, nutrition, yoga, meditation, you know, I'm speaking at a conference here in Sedona in two weeks. Um, and at the time, a lot of people might have thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. But look at my friend Jay Harness, who's now coming to a conference I'm putting on in September, speaking about exercise oncology. If you had asked him 16 years ago, he would never have done that. But the fact that I went out on that limb, so many other doctors have. A lot of breast cancer surgeons are doing it. They're getting double board certified in integrative medicine because when you realize that breast cancer is a disease, that 75% of women have no family history, and lifestyle is one of our biggest modifiable factors, it's a very strong branch and more and more people are going to do that. So I've never been afraid, you know, to go on a path and drop some crumbs behind me on the trail so other people can follow. And when I, when I first read, and you know, everyone says this, I read Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind. Now it's on Netflix. Everyone's watching it. And all my friends are like, oh my God, you're two years ahead of us. And I said, yeah, I am two years ahead of us because at this point in time, I know that I am on a path that can not only affect the survivor survivability and the, and the thrivability of breast cancer patients, but it can change so many other people's lives. And, you know, when I read Michael's book, I didn't just read his book. I looked and there's, oh, Bill, Bill Richards did a study on breast cancer patients. John Hopkins went into PubMed, pulled the paper. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, in this paper, you know, a significant number of people said it was the most impactful 
experience of their life. And these are people who've lived and are living with cancer. And so then I applied to CIIS, California Institute of Integral Studies. Bill Richards interviews me for the program. I'm like, oh my God, like the guy that I love. His wife died of breast cancer. One of the things he wants to see, and I saw it on a podcast somewhere, he wants the studies done in early stage breast cancer patients because his wife died at the age of 50 of breast cancer. And he wants to see what the impact of getting someone out of their fearful post-cancer trauma can do for them. Dropping their cortisol. Can Because our bodies know how to heal. We just don't let them. And if we take care of cancer patients and we let them in fight or flight, if we leave them in a place where they wake up every morning afraid that their cancer is going to come back and be the reason that they die prematurely, we have not helped them heal. And that was my why. That's like I said, okay, Bill, Bill put it out there. Why not? Okay, I'll take, I'll take that. I'll take that job. And so that's what I'm going to do now. Like we're we're going to do a clinical trial in early stage breast cancer patients because Bill Richards chose to do this research, and he's at a point now he's got to pass the baton to his son and to people like me. And why not me? Why not let me be that person to do that next level of research? This isn't about like legalizing drugs. This is about using psilocybin, MDMA, aboga, ayahuasca, using these plant medicines, these entheogens that, that can actually create an opportunity for a very, very deep level of healing. And, you know, I'm going to piss off the pharmaceutical industry. I don't care. You know what? I didn't, I, I, drugs have a place, you know, but when we have an opportunity to use something that grew out of this earth, that comes out of this, you know, this beautiful planet that we live on, that has been used in indigenous populations for a millennium to help people heal why would we try to reinvent the wheel? Yeah, I know I'm, you know, I'm your biggest fan. So I get super excited and you fire me up, but there's a level of fear that I watched my wife go through when she struggled with breast cancer nine years ago. And that level of fear, it lingers with patients, doesn't it? And that's why clinical trials at early stage after a diagnosis to me are so important because when, when our adrenal glands are going, you know, we have sympathetic and parasympathetic systems in our body, right? And sympathetic is fight or flight. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. It's your vagus nerve. The other company that I work with, Interstill, um, we have technology that stimulates the vagus nerve in the, in the ear, on the neck, on the earlobes. I just presented this data at the International Neuromodulation Society in um, Spain, in Barcelona, Spain, back in May. And with this technology, we can help use the vagus nerve to do what it does best, which is get our body into rest and digest and allow us to do that healing process ourselves. So why would I not want to use the ability of the body to heal itself and just, you know, you can get into rest and digest with yoga, with breathing. But for a lot of people who are up here, who are vibrating at this level where they're, where they're living with that angst after cancer, why don't I help them with a technology that can help bring them to a place where they can really feel comfortable in their own skin and allow their body to heal? And so this is where, you know, all the yoga and the meditation, it's, it's still important. We have to do it. But for someone who's in that heightened state of angst, to be able to give them the opportunity to feel what it feels like to relax and to rest and digest. You know, that's why like everything that I'm doing, 
they all, it's an all interplay of everything. I don't believe everyone needs to do a psychedelic, you know, um, I don't believe that everybody needs to go on, on a, on an ayahuasca journey, but when you have multiple tools in your toolbox, you're going to be much more effective as a healer to be able to help people get to that safe place. You know, I told you the other, the other, the other company that I get introduced to is through the film festival. I, I met this company, you know, Caliber Medical that makes Signal and Jovi. I didn't know what a nanocapacitor was. I know you can't even pronounce it, but I didn't know what a nanocapacitor was <laughs> when I first met that company. And I, you know, I'm like, how does this antenna that was developed for the military pull a signal out of your body and, and help alleviate, you know, chronic discomfort? But when someone goes through surgery and they're given a narcotic for, you know, their post-operative management, if we have an alternative that could be placed on over their dressing that allowed them to not have that narcotic, we'd be able to help alleviate some of our downstream issues we're having with, you know, narcotic addiction and then follow up heroin addiction. I mean, it's, we, we know, we know that I don't want, I want to be part of the solution. I don't want to stay part of the problem and staying in my little bubble of Western medicine, you know, you got to be willing to step out and take risk. And no, I'm not afraid. I, you know, I'll get a Kevlar vest if I have to. I'll, I'll get a, you know, I'll call Tony Robbins up and I'll get his, uh, I'll get his like security detail to follow me around and, you know. <laughs> so look, one of the things that I adore about you is one of the many things is that every place you've ever been, you either created a center of excellence, which is like the highest level of, you know, medical guidance and where they didn't have a center of excellence, your commitment to providing excellence pushed them towards the path of excellence. But you don't get all these opportunities and people knocking on your door for new studies or they want you to be the medical director or all of these things. You're interviewed in documentaries without creating a center of excellence inside of yourself. Your level of commitment is something that's really unique and is probably what it takes to become a world-class expert in anything. Can you share with me what your, um, what your, where your hunger and desire comes from to create a center of excellence inside of you and with everything you do? So this is a, this is the, this is the, the heart of it all is that, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm no longer physically on this planet, you know, I don't need a monument or a statue or something that is erected to remember me. You know, I want to be remembered by the number of souls that I've touched along the way, whose lives have been impacted, the number of smiles on the faces of people who can say, yeah, I knew Beth Dupree and this is the effect she had on me. The number of kids that were treated with our technology who were suicidal that turn around and say, oh my God, I didn't know I could feel this good. I didn't know what this, I didn't know that this is what normal was. The number of people that have chronic low back discomfort that use a technology and say, I don't need to take my, my medicine anymore for that, that low back discomfort that has kept me feeling like I couldn't go out and be happy. The number of cancer survivors who say, after my journey 
you know, after being given the opportunity to do a legal entheogenic journey and be guided through this process, I was able to go back into my life and heal those areas that I no longer have to allow to run the programs in my head. That to me is, is what keeps me going is like, we have the opportunity to touch souls every single day. And, you know, somebody who is working at the coffee shop where you go every morning and get your cup of coffee, um, they may not think that they are out saving lives, but how they do what you do, how you choose to do what you do and how you choose to show up is so much more important sometimes than actually what you're doing. Because what you put out in the world, you get back and what you mirror to people and what you show them and what you want to get back is, you know, it's, it's something that's missing in the world right now. People don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And I don't know how conscious people are of that, but I've always witnessed that with you and I admire it greatly. Should we tell people how we met? Because I think so because how we met it's, yeah, a, it's funny, right? It's a pretty special. Yeah, it, I have, it was random. I have met some of my best friends in Cadaver Labs. And I went into a <laughs> Cadaver Lab in South in Miami. And we were there for the Miami Breast Cancer Conference. And one of our um, mutual clients, a device manufacturer named Medtronic, had us come and film interviews with Dr. Dupree, who was teaching that day inside the cadaver lab. And how long did it take for you and me to hit it off? 30 seconds. Yes. I, I think, I think it was, I think it was the first question you asked me in my first answer, you started to tear up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this guy's been touched by cancer. Like he's, it was like, I saw the tears, your eyes got all puffy and, and you were like, you, you had instant love for me and I, I loved you back because yeah. you told me about so, Wendy and, and so like sent you my, I gave you my book and, and we've been, we've been like massively connected ever since because you keep yeah. showing up in my life. You show up in Amsterdam kind of randomly. And then, you know, you show up at Miami <laughs> breast conference and then, you know, and, and we do a Facebook live and people are smoking a joint behind us. And what the heck, you know, in the yes. craziest places. We're doing a Facebook, we're doing a Facebook live for breast cancer awareness on um, breast cancer answers, which had 1.1 million followers. And while we're on the camera, somebody behind us lights up a joint, <laughs> right? Now, maybe we, the, maybe we were in Amsterdam, so it was legal, but... It was legal, yeah. But then there's another time I go to Cabo for a speaking appearance and I get onto the airplane and I look over across from me on the airplane and Beth's husband's on my plane and Beth picks us up at the airport and sure enough, we're all staying at the same hotel. It's, like we have this kismet, right? Yeah, it's but it's because, you know, the universe conspires to bring people together, you know. Who else was I going to go record my book with when, you know, I moved to Arizona I hadn't even thought about recording my book and then we talked about it. And then three weekends later we did it and now it's out on audible and it's awesome. And I had a great weekend with Chad. Chad and I cried. We laughed, we cried, we cried, we laughed, we laughed. <laughs> and we produced a great, so, you know, we produced a great book. It's fabulous. It went through our house and we just loved the stories and your gift in, you know, in, in helping people through their, their cancer. Tell us about the book. 
and where people can get access to it. So the book is called The Healing Consciousness, A Doctor's Journey to Healing. And it's available through my foundation website, the Healing Consciousness Foundation. It's available on Amazon and it's available on Audible. And um, I have to talk to you, Todd, because I have the book number two and three, Shifting Gears, um, Living Life with Intention is number two. And the third one, Arrhythmia of the Soul, are two books that are they're sitting in this computer that I'm talking to you on. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the Arrhythmia of My Soul came out of my my legal trip to Costa Rica for ayahuasca to complete my final training in maps, which I'm going to tell you all about it when we sit at dinner in a couple of weeks. Um, okay. Pretty transformational stuff. It, it kind of, uh, you know, I, I asked mother ayahuasca um, to show me who I'm being called to be and show me what I'm being called to do. And during my four ayahuasca ceremonies, she didn't give me the answer, but on night number six or seven during breath work, Man, did she ever come through to let me know that I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing and kind of showed me the roadmap of, you know, how you bring all of these aspects of higher healing and high vibration medicine to the world. And so now I'm just doing it. I'm just one day at a time. And here we are. You're really amazing. I can't wait to get to spend more time with you. She's the founder of the Healing Consciousness Foundation. You can find out more at H. CFBucks.org. That's HCFBucks.org. Dr. Beth Dupree, thank you so much for joining me on the Toddcast. It wouldn't have been the Toddcast had I not had this opportunity to showcase to you. Oh, I got one last question I've got to ask you. Because if I don't ask this question, I'm going to, are, are you, is your research that you're doing right now with all these, um, plant-based medicines, is there a potential down the road for a hypothesis that patients could be diagnosed with, um, or excuse me, prescribed with some type of alternative plant-based medicine that'll help them like extract that fear part so they can get back into the healing and the, uh, and the, the calm that they need in order to get that healing to manifest in their life? So the absolute answer to that is yes. What we what that what was been what was found in the um, psilocybin trial in end stage cancer patients is, you know, the psilocybin treatment that that journey was not meant to cure the cancer. It was meant to bring about a higher level of healing. Where when you have a different outlook to your life and how you live it, so it gives it's, it gave all of those individuals the opportunity to alleviate what we call the existential crisis. We all know we're going to die someday because nobody gets out of life alive. But how you, how you choose to live your life matters. And when, it, when you can get back to a place where you recognize that, you know, it's, it's not the number of breaths you take in life that matter, but it's the number of moments in life that take your breath away and allowing yourself to have and love those moments that take your breath away that makes the difference. And that's where I believe the real gift in the entheogenic journeys that we're talking about. And I, I, I choose that word over psychedelic because it's still a trigger word for a lot of people. But if you think about that, that tremendous spiritual experience that people can have that change the way they look at every day that they live, that's what we're going for. 
Thank you so much. You give me chills. I'm inspired by you to no end. And I can't wait to watch the work that you do blossom to help patients all over the world. She's Dr. Beth Dupree joining us from Sedona. Beth, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Yo, that was a powerful episode. And from what we just learned, it should be obvious how you can now implement these lessons in your life to get to the next level. Now, before you bounce, I just have three quick thoughts. First, thank you for taking me on your incredible life journey. Second, if you receive some value from me and you want to pay it forward, it would mean the world to me if you left an honest rating and review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I'd be incredibly grateful. And lastly, if you share this episode, whether it be a screenshot or a photo from where you're listening, anything via Instagram stories or LinkedIn, Facebook, or any of the social media sites, just tag me and the guest. I'll repost your content and I'll reply back in the comments because I love mixing it up. In fact, I'd love to share your shout outs in my feed too. Not only are these shout outs really good for you and for me, but they also help us book more amazing guests because they'll be able to see the reach that you're helping to cultivate. This is a way for you to help contribute to the show. So thank you again for listening. And I look forward to earning a regular spot inside that ear of yours. Let's grow.